bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means? Does anybody know what being Wednesday means? That means it's hump day. You don't know what hump day is? Oh, hang Wow. Wow. That's exactly it. I've been a day forward since last Saturday. I woke up Saturday morning to go to church. And got looked at like, where you going? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to church. It was like, uh, no. And so when I walked around, I said, oh. And then I dropped something, and I was trying to plug my computer in. See this? All this stuff. And it went, and I went, oh, it must be Wednesday. And then I sat down and said, oh, you know what day it is? It's hump day. And then my producer, Rhea, said, Hey, fool, it's Tuesday. And then Benjamin looked at me and did this. T. To which I said, duh. (laughs) Why? Because stupid is as stupid does. Yes, I'm speaking of myself in negative terms. So I've been trying to think of three things that I need to pass on to everyone. And what struck me is we like things for free. We, we, we like to receive stuff that we really didn't have to 
like pay for, didn't really need, but yet we we like free stuff. We like to get stuff. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were saying how when you die, how long, like has someone in your family passed away? Yes or no? If so, how long did you remember them? Like my father passed away when I was 11 years old and my mother passed away when I was like 35. And I never really think about them unless I consciously think about them. And I guess that's what dying does, right? It softens over time. So you don't really have that impact. You tend to only remember all the positive and great things. And so, and so I, I, I think about that because every now and then I think about how will people remember me? Do you want to make an impact where you're remembered? Like Socrates, people know who Socrates is, right? You think when he did stuff, he did this because he wanted to be remembered? Because I think a lot of people do that today. I want to be remembered, so I'm going to do this. <clears throat> Are we going to remember any of the influencers today? I doubt it. I doubt it. They're going to have a tribute, and people are going to write something. There'll be a radio or TV show or a movie or a this or a that, and that person's name will be on it, and then they'll be kind of gone. And that'll be that. What do you want to be remembered by? Well, I thought about that. Like, what are three points I want people to remember me by? And so, number one is what I always teased about and I did my truth take on about friends. If you need a friend, be a friend. And so that's what I did. And so now people call, hey, we want to go hang out at here. We want to go hang out over there. We want to smoke a cigar. We want to go over here and do that. So that's what I'm doing this evening. I've got one, two, three, four people who I'm going to meet and we're going to hang out and we're just going to chill. But what I learned over time, and of course I'm truncating all these years into like a couple because I'm on the radio, um, I had to learn to be a friend to other people, even when they weren't my friend, so that later I could attract friends. So that's my number one. If you if you need a friend, be a friend. Number two, of course, has to do with that other thing, money. If you need money, you have to be a giver of money. You can't be a giver of money after you need money because you don't have money. But while you have it, while you're in your quote-unquote blessing, while you're doing all the things that you do that you don't really need to do, but you do it because you got the money, give. I didn't learn that until maybe 20, 25 years ago. You know, I would just give intermittently or help people intermittently. I don't know if I want to help that person. Yeah, I'll help this person. I don't know. And, and so what I, what I learned is that 
If I have it, I'll give it. But there are conditions to giving. But by and large, what I had to learn, and of course, I'm very discriminate in my giving. Let me put it like that. So you can't just walk up and ask for anything. But I learned that I needed to be a giver, giver to causes, giver to uh, things or organizations that help people in need, things of that nature. People that were good stewards over their money, givers in church. So regardless of how you feel, oh, my God, it's a terrible thing. I'm giving to church. and uh, In the end, for me, that's what worked for me. So if you need money and you think you might need it in the future, which is kind of like everybody, you need to be a giver now. But then finally, this one's kind of big because I think it encapsulates everything that we do as a friend and everything we do with money. So if you're a friend, if you're a giver, sometime in your life, you're going to need a miracle. And so if you need a miracle, we, we sometimes forget. Sometimes you got to be a miracle to other people. And that's hard because when you're a miracle to someone else, that person will not give it back. It's the strangest thing in the world. People that I've helped who are in need the most, never gave back. And when I say never, I mean never to this day. In my teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, pick a decade. Anybody that I had helped directly has never given back. They said thank you when they took it, but they never circled back around and said thank you and actually gave it back. And so for a bit, that stopped me from giving to people. I only give to causes. I give to organizations. I don't give to individuals anymore. Because I feel if you need a miracle, you need to be a miracle. And most of them people that I gave to, they needed a miracle. But they weren't a miracle. But what I found out is when you do that, Somebody else is going to be a miracle to you. So don't always look for people that you help to give back to you. I have a friend of mine who, well, person that used to be a friend, um, who would always expect that from other people. They always had this expectation that if they did by you, you did by them. And I would ask them, did you tell them that up front? Well, what do you mean? Did you tell them this is what I want for me doing this for you? And they said, no. I said, well, then why would you expect something from someone? If you're not going to give it, because you can do without it, don't give it. Don't bother. That way, you don't have to bother with whether or not somebody reciprocates, whether or not somebody gives you something, whether or not somebody does something for you, because you won't have any expectation of that happening. So giving someone something will be just fine. Now, I don't know if they changed it. But one thing I need to caution other people about, when you approach people, You, you need to recognize that when you ask, don't just ask because the person has it. Because what you have to remember, the sum of all of this, never ask for what you don't need. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth. 
on the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Boom, 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 boom. You sure today's not Wednesday? <laughs> you sure? Are you are you positive? Are you sure? Never get that vibe. That that vibe. And then it's the wrong day. We're like, oops, oops. Um, want to remind you the award winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. Tune in all month as we celebrate Black History Month. 1017 The Truth celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter, and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance where we happen to be in the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue at 101.7 The Truth. Sound like Sherwin. (laughs) 833-212-1017 is the number. So, the push for a referendum to support MPS gained two endorsements for Mayor Cavalier Johnson and County Executive David Crowley. The vote yes for MPS committee announced that this past Monday. The group is asking voters to raise city taxes to ultimately provide MPS with up to $252 million in additional. We just gave you money a few years ago. What did you do with the money? If approved, the Milwaukee property tax for the next school year would raise about two. Dollars and sixteen cents per thousand dollars of property value. So for a two hundred thousand dollar house, you'd pay an additional four hundred and thirty-two dollars. I say no. Milwaukee leaders say the referendum is necessary to to maintain operation and avoid severe cuts amid rising costs. Well, here's the problem with that. Where's all the COVID money? And where? And I'm not saying get rid of NPS. I, I, I love NPS. Where's all the money? Why didn't we put, um, you know, air conditioning in schools and furnace and boilers in schools and update schools and close the ones and sell the ones? that? Oh, no, because you're too busy being political. You're too busy trying to support public school only to the point where children struggle and they don't get help. And yeah, so you say one thing, but then you do something else. You say who, who said this? Mayor Johnson, Milwaukee's future is our children. We must provide them the resources to ensure they are in a quality learning environment. Well, why didn't you do that after COVID? Why did we take all the COVID money from the governor and the federal government and the Department of Education, but yet the schools are exactly the same? Cut the programs, cut the garbage, upgrade the schools, give these kids more. You gave teachers raises. I get that. You gave staff raises. 
I get that. But you gave them raises with short-term money, and now you have to make up for that money and keep paying it. And how do you do that? How is $252 more million where you're not telling me what you're doing with the money? Help them. That's what I want to know. 833-212-1017 is the number. You've been talking about Milwaukee public school kids being left behind for the last decade. Actually, that's a lie. Three decades. Are they still left behind? Where did they go? What are they doing? You just hit us with 2%. Now you want property tax to be $432 for a $200,000 house. Now what? Like, now what? Like, how much more are you going to get out of people in the city before they start leaving and moving? What are you going to do? What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. What is this committee anyway? I'm looking at this from JS Online, and I'm not 100% against it, but I'm not 100% for it either. A report from Forward Analytics found that 82% of the school districts in Wisconsin have called for a referendum in the past three decades. Wisconsin schools are now now get this. They are facing a, a fiscal cliff. But my, my, my problem is you have less students. So why do you need more money with less students? Why? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You got less students. So you need more money. The vote, yes, for MPS committee, which already existed to support the latest MPS referendum in 2020, the last one in 2020, has been resurrected to generate support. Now, you already just had one. Now you want another one. Milwaukee residents approved the 2020 referendum with support from 78% of the voters, and MPS had used those funds for recruitment, increasing salaries, and funding teaching positions in kindergarten, music, physical education, art, and other specialties. The committee filed a campaign report in January showing that it had cash balance of over $15,000. Ben Ward, executive director of the MTEA, said he will leave his post Thursday to begin working on staff for the Vote Yes Committee through April 2nd. The committee lists MTEA and other Community organizations as supporters, leaders igniting transformation, black leaders organizing committee or block um, citizen action, Wisconsin Public Education Network, parents for public schools, Milwaukee, schools and communities united, um, working families party, voices de la frontera, uh, youth empowered it. I mean, I get it. Democratic Party of Wisconsin, Planned Parenthood, Democratic Party of Milwaukee County, power to the polls. All liberal groups. I get it. I don't care if they was Republican groups. I don't care. Here's my issue. At what point are we going to stop milking the people of Milwaukee and not giving anything back? You cannot vote for this referendum and then not get anything in writing back. We keep giving and giving. And we get nothing back. Our children are doing worse now than they did before. So if you got a 2020 referendum during COVID and during COVID they did worse, why would we continue to give you money that you're blowing? 
Anyway, that's what I think about it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Sandra, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Hi, Dr. Ken. I'm early today. Hey, what's going on? I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you're speaking of the schools and you're speaking of uh, dying and all the good stuff that goes along with it. I'm just closing my doors. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just thinking, do they have overseers for the schools? Yeah, it's called the school board. Uh, okay. So, why aren't they, you know, doing their jobs? I don't know. Or are they? Maybe they're doing it. I don't know. Because, like I said, I'm, my, my youngest is 45. So, I haven't been in the school, you know, thing. Right, right. I just watch the news. And uh, um, what I see is always the young folks that's committing the crime, that's uh, cutting up in school and pipeline the prisons and all that stuff. Yeah, but, so, but cutting up in school, I don't know if we can attribute to pipeline to prison because that's what students do. I think, I think the problem mm-hmm. is we've criminalized things in schools that shouldn't be criminalized. We, we you know, kid gets into a fight or they get into an argument. Um, nine times out of 10, you know, you can, you could do this to do that, but you got school unions, you know, teachers unions that tell people what to do. And when something happens, just call and the police will come. Well, that's fine and dandy, but many of the times when I worked the school squad in Milwaukee, nine times out of 10, it didn't, it didn't need police intervention. It needed Mm -hmm. people to calm down these kids and then they would call for stupid stuff. You know, they, they would call for the kid that, that, that put a, that pulled out the, you know, the, the big ink pen and put the spitball in it and, and shot somebody in the neck. You actually want me to arrest a kid? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I think I think it is important that people understand the importance of the Milwaukee public school system and how important mm-hmm. it is and what impact it has on all of Milwaukee and make sure that if they're not doing the correct thing with the money that they do, if the superintendent isn't doing right, if the school board isn't doing right, vote them out and put in people who are going to make it a lean, efficient, powerful organization like it was 40, 50, 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. So how do you make it efficient when they're saying uh, they don't get paid enough or the teachers are buying equipment for the, the kids and, and stuff like that? So it looks like, mm-hmm. to me, it's subtracting from the, from the schools, and then you got schools. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, What's like subtracting say, from closing. the schools? What's subtracting from this? Uh, the the money. If the teachers are buying stuff, you're subtracting money. How are you the subtracting money take by money the teachers? Out of their buying pockets? Well, first of huh? all, teachers decide to buy it, right? It's unfortunate oh, no, that they no, do. No, no, no. I no. Took my, I took you my say what you say. I'm going there. to say what I say, Sandra. Go okay? ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm so, a listener. I, so I want to listen. Uh-huh. As an instructor and as a teacher, if I need something, I decide to buy it or I can ask the school district if they're supposed to buy it to buy it or if I don't have it. Either way, I get it. Teachers go, mm-hmm. listen, teachers go above and beyond. Teachers, nurses, paraprofessionals, stat, they go above and beyond every day. So I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. questioning that. I'm saying you shouldn't have to work in those conditions when 
there are other ways for you to be able to use that money in a positive way. There's too much waste in the school as it relates to buildings that we can sell, as it relates to real estate we can sell, but they don't want to sell it because another private school might take it and then have competition. Well, if you do your job right, right, if you actually do your Mm -hmm. job right, and most of them are, then we wouldn't have this issue. But I, I don't know. So what happens with private schools? If you get a private school, and uh, does uh, do we have to pay for it ourselves? No. Of course you do. You chose to put your kid in a private school. We also have school okay, choice, that's, but that that's only goes to Some a point. Some people don't have that money. Well, yeah. listen, uh-huh. if, you have, if you have school choice, they'll, they'll pay for you to go to a school. We have school choice. If you make under $64,999, your kid can go to a choice school. Uh-huh. Yep. But that's for right now, because with the way the world is going, everything is escalating. Price, this, that, that. No, no, no. That's state I law. And that's that's been around for five, well, right eight now, years. Yeah. No, no, right that, now that, it is. You know how hard it is to change that law? You think it's going to be forever? It, it'll, it'll have to be forever because nobody in Evers' administration will do it and no Democrat will do it. So those kids will be stuck. Oh, and Democrats if it's a bad school. I think they will. Democrats will do it. Democrats, Democrats will not raise anything for school yeah, choice. They do. School choice? Okay, the Republicans will do it. Yes. Republicans They're the ones that did it. They're the Republicans want you to pay the money. That's why the Republicans want to what? The Republicans want to what? Privatize it. No. You're going to pay the money. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. You're wrong. All about. You're wrong. No. You're wrong. I'm serious. You are wrong. You're wrong. They, 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 they I'm winning this one. You. I'm winning this one. I don't care. <laughs> they ease it into you. They make it look like uh, ain't nobody going to listen. Gonna listen, I would never. Payers. I would never let anybody privatize MPS. That would be ridiculous. I hope not. That would be because, ridiculous. Uh, the way I see but it, but what I will allow like is competition. Slope. No competition. Mm-hmm. Competition makes everybody better. Well, what's the competition? Private schools. What's the competition? Choice. School choice. Okay, then you're saying the other teachers, because some of these schools, I mean, teachers don't even have a degree. They're just teaching. That is a byproduct. I mean, my daughter, listen, my daughter listen. is a teacher. Okay. And she made more money that over is, there being a, a, a manager at, a, a, what's a, the one out there at, a, I, I want to say she worked at Applebee's, and uh-huh. the other one out there at Mayfair. No, I get it. I Cheesecake. get it. Cheesecake. I get it. She but, made you, more but, money but you can't that. compare the two. Number one, people chose their profession. They knew what they were walking into. They knew exactly what the issue was. They told you up front how much money you're going to make at this time. If you get a master's degree, if you work here this long, this is what your pension is. They tell you all that up front. You said yes. Well, what do a professor make in college? Depends on where you work. You can make anywhere from $40,000 to $350,000. A professor? Yes. Well, all what do you I know is she, she made more money. She <laughs> made, I'm not mad at you. No, no, no. And, uh, but she's not supposed she to. Money. She's like not supposed if she wanted to. Make more, if she wanted to make more money, she should not have gone, she should not have gone into teaching. No, I don't even think she thought it that way. She just she just did that before she got a degree. Right. And that's what she did. And so right. she learned a lot from that. 
And so that's what she did. But uh, she loves teaching. She, she yeah. Right now she does a little nursery stuff. Right. She loves it. She and loves if, the and if teachers and get it. together and demand more, they'll get more. But you got to have a union. You ain't going to have a union. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. I'm not going to argue with you. I got to go. You know, because you got I'm police over. union. You know. Okay. Go. I'll call you tomorrow. I call me tomorrow. To you call about. me tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Take care, I Shannon. sure will. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, Shonda and Michael, please hang on. We've got talking text line. we got calls. we got traffic and weather. we got all kind of stuff coming up. Don't go away. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Give it up for Naughty by Nature! You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Black-owned business give back is back. And so we've teamed up again with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk, that's the award-winning 1017 The Truth, will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2024. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure right here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member FDIC. All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before we uh, took a break and had weather and sports and all that fun stuff, we were talking about the referendum for MPS and how the mayor and the county executive back it. I do, but I don't. Like, I'm trying to wonder, are we going to get any clarity on what was spent before when we had it in 2020? But, you know, I don't know. Um, We got talking texts. We got calls. Uh, Shonda. You're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. I hope I said your name correctly. Uh, close enough. It's good. I love your show. Thank you. Um, so, a couple things. I've worked in um, the education sector for over 17 years. Um, I've worked with DPI. I've worked as a contract negotiator for private schools, choice schools, and charter schools, which are the mix of public and private. Um, I think a lot of people may not know that um, the data that's collected from our students um, builds basically a profile. So when the children are given their student number Mm -hmm. as soon as uh, kindergarten, that follows them through the entire course of their educational career. So a couple of things that does. Data is collected from the government. If they ever deem a student at risk, and that can come from something as simple as their zip code, 
and their um, participation in the free lunch program. That that data is sent to um, DPI, which is then distributed to other agencies, and that's how they gather data and they decide what's going to happen basically with a group of children for the future. That lets them know um, what programs they may need. It lets them know, unfortunately, it lets them know um, if more jails should be built. It's a, it's a really deep um, uh, thing to get into. Um, what I would say is teachers are tremendously underpaid. The, the the saddest part of it is the students are the ones that lose. Um, so many times the the materials are outdated. Right. Um, and they're it, overcharged. I mean, if you have a, I'm sorry, Dr. Harris, if you have a, a school that's ordering $500 bookshelves and um, unfortunately they don't have enough uh, curricula to go around for all of the students and they're making copies or um, their things are outdated. This is just a tragedy because I, but whose fault is that? Up. But whose fault is that? Um, so I think it's a little bit of everybody's. No, 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 um, no. Who runs the schools? Uh, that would be the educators. That would be no, the heads of the school, no. the people that we put in. No, the that would be we, the school board and the superintendent. Yes. Not the, the teacher. We, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not the teacher. No, 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 no. The teachers are the ones that often lose out, too, because they end up spending their money uh, because they see things. I've had I've had teachers uh, do uh, fundraisers and buy whiteboards, smart boards, just so that their kids have the things that other kids in Shorewood may have, you know? Um, So, yeah, it's... um, but do it's we need to compare NPS to Shorewood, or do we need to just do those things that are educationally expedient for the children? And it doesn't care, and yeah, we don't we have- really, because we, we keep comparing ourselves to other places that yes. that are nowhere close to us, but yet we, we think that yes. that's important. Number, number two, the teachers not making enough money, would paying them more money mm-hmm. make them do more? I don't think it would. I, I don't because I think that anybody who teaches is in it for the love of kids. Right. I, I, I don't but think But didn't they know what they were getting paid when they went the in? Like, didn't you know your uh, salary they, before you chose it? Exactly. Didn't you exactly. have an idea of how you're, it was? You're 100% correct. Okay. And, exactly. then, and then when you Maybe went in, may- <laughs> and when you went in and you found out it was, you know, hell on earth, did you go, oh, yes. I quit, I give up? No, you doubled down no. and you made sure the kids that you could reach, you reached them and they and they made it. And we have great people in the yeah. world, including me, including mm-hmm. you, that are great because of the public school teacher they had in their life. Absolutely. So Absolutely. then why are the so then why are so many kids in MPS dropping out and not graduating and not meeting the, the minimum standard to even go to high school? Why is that? Oh. That one, I think that one's gonna. That's not just one answer. That's um, that goes back to. I guess it goes back to home. It goes back to no, no. what do they get when they get in school? Mm. You know, not everybody. I think not everybody can 
how how do we, how do we level the playing field? Maybe that's a better question. How do we give what them exactly field? what they need? What playing field? Um, just across the board for for youth in general. You can't. So that just like you can't. You can't. So. In order That's to answer your question, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. I apologize, so nobody calls. Oh no, 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 you're fine. This is it, your show. It, it, it comes down to <laughs> accepting the fact that you are who you are, and you can't be everything yeah. to all people. Even though education is compulsory and you have to go until you're 16 years old, not everybody learns the same. Not everybody is good at some things because the same kids that can't do the science and the and the and the you know quantum analysis and all that crap, they can build you a house from hand. Oh heck yeah! But it, but but, it, but instead of working with children on their strengths, we take. One set of facts, one set of data, and then we go in and we say everybody has to get this score in order to get a C. Everybody has to do this yeah. in order to pass. Everybody has to get this yeah. score to say, and that's all they teach to. They don't give anything extra. The difference True. in public school in the city of Milwaukee and public school in a suburb is they go beyond the basics. True. True. And that's pretty much that's it. True. Because I've seen there are absolutely phenomenal kids in MPS that do phenomenal things and go off and go great and do great and and are CEOs of companies and all sorts of things. So I don't know. And it has to be done. I mean, we have to make this work for the kids because if we don't, who will? But you can't make it work for all the kids. Yeah. Not all the kids are going to take. Not all kids are going to go to college. Oh yeah, for sure. And not everybody's meant to. And but you know, but the here's world, the kicker: the world wouldn't be. Go go on go on. The world wouldn't be, I think, um, as productive if everybody followed the same plan, like you said, based on one set of rules, one set of uh, expectations for all of the kids. But we have a lot have. of a lot of students. Yeah, yeah. Well. So I guess you and I ain't going to fix it today, huh? Well, I think if we could, we would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we could, we would. Well, hang in there. But there are a lot of people. Yeah, Go you ahead. too. Go Thank ahead. you. No, I no, love no, no. your show. Go ahead. Finish. I lost my train of thought. You were saying there's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people who, um, I mean, every day this is what they do, and I have to give the most credit to the teachers who do get out, and yep. they every single day they keep going. Yep. It's it's a challenge, you know, yep. and we've all got those horror stories, and we've all got those stories of that kid almost made it, and then the ones that that kid did it, you know, and it's a beautiful thing when they do, but um, just pray for all of them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Never stop. All right. Thank you much. I appreciate it. Thank you. All thank right. you. Have a great day. You too. Okay. 833-212-1017 is... I shouldn't press that button. I should probably look at what I'm... I got glare from the lights. <laughs> Don't be laughing at me, Michael. I heard you laughing. Oh, Kim, you heard me. Oh, darn, you heard me. <laughs> I got busted. <laughs> hey, what's up? I had a question. You were mentioning the the the, uh, the spinning as far as the 
wasteful amount of spending that's being done. And my question is, if people were hold these people who are basically misspending the money or overspending money or constantly raising taxes unnecessarily, if we were to approach it with the same type of passion Dallas approach before Christmas where everybody called in on or made a big stink of the trees not being picked up, do you think that would have some impact as far as how our officials will behave? It would always have an impact. But the easiest way to do that is just have term limits. Yeah, that's true. Right now, we don't have it. So they just stay and they run and we want them to stay and they'll fix it and give them another chance. And then it never changes. And now we're, we all, we already had a one referendum in 2020. Now it's 2024. They want 250, but nobody's telling me where this money is going. I need a budget. I will, I will, I will vote on the budget, not the referendum. So if I can vote on you having a 252 million additional money and I know exactly what you're going to do with it, then I'll vote. Yes. And that's what, that's what I mean about holding them accountable. It seems that people, we need to gather together with the same amount of passion, again, that people had for that Christmas, mm-hmm. that's Christmas we picked up. <laughs> and, I mean, and I was, thinking, I was amazed by that. I, I was they, amazed by that. They argued about Christmas trees I, and not trash in the alley. That, that's what I, right. and, that's, yeah. and that's what I'm yeah. saying. Because to be honest with you, it seems, especially with what I heard about that 2% raise, these people could do whatever they want to do. But when I, when the people called in about some Christmas tree, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, I just believe that if we were to have the same amount of passion as far as Come on holding now. our officials Come on. accountable, Come on. That would, it would pie in the sky, it brother. affect change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Oh, by the way, I have a yeah. island in New York I want to sell you. Okay, I'll give you uh, a quarter for it. Okay, there you go. All right, thank you much. All right. You're welcome. Later. <laughs> 833 is the number. I still got a call, and we still haven't gotten to my talk and text line. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I got a call. I got talking text. Let me hurry up. All right. Uh, Grant said, Dr. Ken, didn't the 2% tax increase cover police fire and guarantee the city would maintain about 1,800 officers? Yes. But it also covered city workers increases as well city worker bonuses and all that not bonuses but but pay increases so it wasn't just police and fire it was everybody everybody keeps doing this police and fire is the only ones but it's it they were just two of everything so it it includes everybody in the city and the pensions and the hiring those were some of the contingencies that robin voss put on it which i thought were stupid but anyway let me get to the call because we're getting close gason you're on the award-winning 1017 the truth how are you Hey, how you doing, doctor? I'm good. Um, you know, I, I just want to say I, I purchased a building at uh, 4700 North 39th Street back in 2020 during the pandemic. And this building has a high school attached to it, right? So 
what I did is when I, you know, when I got into high school, of course, I, you know, started cleaning it out or whatever. And and it was a, previously it was a charter school. Do you know that they left all the kids permanent records in there? I'm talking about six, seven hundred social security numbers. Every, every, you know, it's just, it's just amazing, you know. And I, I go to NPS and I tell them, I say, hey, this is what I got here. And then you know what the girl told me? She said, we got more, more, or more of that in the basement. Like so, you know, don't bring it here, you know. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, they, they took the strength out of NPS some years ago, and um, and they put it in hands of people. I mean, you don't even have to be. Well, a don't. Well, I, mean, I, I would ask you not to do that because you can't trash all of a system or all of the private schools because one school did no, something. No, I'm not, so, no, no, yeah, no, but no, that, no. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what you're doing. Well, well, my apologies. Man. But like I said, it, it, it's just the ones that do fail hurt a lot of kids. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, but what about it, MPS I mean, when it fails and it, and it hurts a lot of kids? Are, we, are you complaining well, about well, them it, too? MPS ain't even been accredited since 2006. I'm just MPS saying. It's not accredited. You know that. I didn't know, you know that. that. I didn't know that. Well, now you know. So why would you send your so, kids yeah. to MPS then? I mean, well, you know, <laughs> I'll send mine. I, 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 yeah, exactly. What can you do? <sighs> yeah, buddy. True, but it's not a credit. Look it up. Yep. So All right. I'm, I'm sorry to be a bad news. You have a good day. Thanks, All right. Doctor. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. Yeah. I mean, he brings up a very good point. I mean, we'll have to look at that. Is, is it, first of all, I don't think a public school has to be accredited. So let's let's do some digging. That would be that's some good digging. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Does a public school have to be accredited? Hmm. I'm sure they have to be licensed and all that with the DPI and all that. So we'll have to dig into that. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Top five at five. I got a funny feeling. More NPS up next. <laughs> 